in what was called a day of joy in Poland. In September, a devout Polish family of nine were beatified all at once. Now, it's an incredible story of faith for Joseph and Victoria Oma and their seven children, one of whom was pre-born, were martyred for sheltering two Jewish families during World War II. This tragic event brings up a memory of grief and sadness, but also great hope in the mercy of God. And present for the beatification was Father Michael Nemchuk. He is a formation director at Mount Angel Abbey. And he's joining me this morning because he was present for that beatification. And he's going to tell us about his family, the Olmas. Good morning, Father Michael. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. What an incredible story in and of itself, this family for the first time in the history of the Catholic Church, an entire family brought in together. And this is your family, Father Michael. Tell us a little bit about this family and your relationship to them. Oh, yes, I'd be delighted to. Um, What's beautiful is that this family is everybody's family. That's the, the whole beauty of the communion of the saints. So we would all be excited about it. And in fact, the world over, people are excited. Um, But there's an added excitement that I have because um, Victoria Ulma, um, her maiden name was Niemtrak. She was cousins with my great-grandfather. And so all of this happened in the small town of Markova, which is just two towns over from the town where my dad grew up. Uh, where we would always go to visit grandma and grandpa every summer where we moved uh, when I was a boy and where I went to the sixth or to the first grade uh, when I was six. So um, it, it, it takes on a very personal tone for me um, in, in a way that just makes the communion of saints feel that much more real. Uh, these aren't mythic figures from a distant past, but yeah, these are real flesh and blood people who um, had families who uh, lived pretty regular lives, just in extraordinary circumstances, uh, lived their faith with, with the great heroism. Father Michael, let me ask you this. Was their story, I mean, did you grow up knowing who your cousin was and the story around their death? Oh, so... Uh, Great question. Um, we had some. I had some vague notions that we had family there um, that had sheltered Jews. And what's what's beautiful is that from my grandfather's my grandfather Kajimiash, on both sides of his family tree. So his on his mom's side, his uh, uncle was sheltering Jews at that time, and on his dad's side. Um, the Ulma family uh, was was sheltering Jews, so I knew in vague terms that something like that was happening, but I never got the details of the story until later on, uh, when I was already in seminary. Is when my dad was sharing a bit more about it, and it was just had a profound impact on me in making me want to live out my vocation with that same kind of a a heroism, that same kind of self-sacrificial love with which the Ulmans uh, lived out theirs. 
If you are just tuning in, I'm speaking today with Father Michael Nemshak. He is a formation director here at Mount Angel Abbey. He's part of a temporary appointment. He is previously the director of vocations for the Archdiocese of Santa Fe. How incredible to have this story. And again, as I said in the opening, it was uh, a, a tragedy. I mean, just a heartbreaking, this family, young children, a child in the womb, knowingly put them all at risk to save another family. And in fact, their whole family, it it seems to me, and I look at my own life and my own children, I don't know if I have that bravery, but we've never been put in that situation. So we wouldn't know. But is that what God calls us to do is that we should be willing to have so much faith in his mercy that we should be ready or at least willing to help those in need. Well, I think what's very telling in this, what's very inspiring is in their family Bible, um, Yusuf and Victoria had the, um, the parable of the Good Samaritan underlined, and they wrote in the margin next to it, yes. Hmm. And so they took their inspiration directly from Christ. And I'm sure in their minds, even though this was terrifying, it was also quite simple that it doesn't matter if the person is Jewish or Christian, a friend or a foe, uh, rich or poor, if they're in need of help, a Christian helps them. And what I think this teaches us, and especially parents, is you have a natural desire that your children be safe, comfortable, all the rest. And that's beautiful. But you also recognize through supernatural faith that they are God's children before Mm -hmm. they are your children and that he has called them to be heroes, not just to kind of um, meander their way through life, seeking, you know, comfort, safety, all the rest, but to live their life with this sense of heroic purpose in pursuit of Christ. And that's what Yusuf and Victoria allowed their whole family to do by setting that tone and saying, this is the type of family we are. We're, we're a family that follows Christ radically. And they won for their children eternal life. Right? Isn't that every parent's goal? Exactly. More than just a string of decades on this, life, uh, on this earth. It's, it's eternity. That's, that's what we're going for. Father Michael Nemchok joining us today. We're talking about an incredible first for our Catholic faith when an entire family, the Oma family, was beatified in Poland earlier in September. Father Michael, I've just loved this conversation so much. I want to know about what happened at the beatification because you were there and I'm coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Oh, certainly. I'd love to. I am back with Father Michael Nemchuk. Father Michael is a formation director here at beautiful Mount Angel Abbey. He comes to us from the Archdiocese of Santa Fe. He is joining me today because we're continuing our discussion on an incredible day of joy, the beatification of the Olma family, their seven children, and husband Joseph and wife Victoria, who are related to... Father Michael, Father Michael, thanks so much for staying with me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. 
Father Michael, in our first half hour, you talked about how you came to know this family and the realization that Victoria was a relationship to your great-grandfather. You said it was an inspiration for your own vocation story. And so when the beatification date was announced, you were going to be there. Tell our listeners a little bit about how that process, which was already beginning, led you to Poland. Oh, I was so grateful for the opportunity. Um, I was just starting my my new assignment here, um, or I knew that I was going to be starting it. I was still pastor of my parish in New Mexico and a vocation director. And so there was a big question mark of, are, am I going to be able to even have that time off? But thankfully, when I called the rector, he was very gracious, and he said, uh, it's not every day that uh, you have members of your family beatified. Of course, you could have that week off. So um, I went over there, and my my father uh, was over there as well. He had spent a few weeks um, down there in Poland uh, ahead of the beatification, and it was beautiful to get to spend a little bit of that time with him, uh, with some of the rest of my extended family, and then um, can celebrate that beatification mass, which was just such an honor and beautiful to see all of Poland really galvanized around this moment. Um, the president was there, the prime minister, the head of the Senate, um, the chief rabbi of, of Poland was also there. So there was an interreligious uh, element to it. And upon this town, that's actually not any bigger than Mount Angel here. Um, uh, at the foot of the seminary, um, 36,000 people from all over Poland descended upon this town for this mass. There were multiple cardinals and bishops, and I think they said about a thousand priests. And it was all because one family decided that they would follow Christ in a radical way and be open to life, be open to the lives that God gave them in the womb and the lives that came knocking at the door. Wow, incredible. Father Michael, you said you were there, you met up with your father there and some extended family. Did you have an opportunity to meet even more family, family that still resided in Poland while you were there? Um, yes, so I, I didn't get to meet any new family that I haven't met before. Those who were most directly related to the Ulma family, um, they were uh, understandably um, very busy with, you know, everybody wanted to meet them. Mm. Uh, but the family that I did get to get get to know a little bit more was the Schiller family, which was what I mentioned earlier, my grandfather's mother's side that was also hiding Jews at that same time. And hearing from I guess my great uncle, I don't know what exact kind of relation she would be, great uncle or cousin or something. Um, but hearing from him how he as a nine-year-old boy had to walk home from school that day that the Ulmas were killed. They sent all the children home and they said, go back by the most direct route, go to your families. It might not be safe. And he's walking home from school knowing that his family had been sheltering another Jewish family for about a year at that time and not knowing what he was going to find or if he would find his family there. And then the fact that having seen this, this horrific fate that the Ulma family faced, 
instead of kicking these Jewish persons out, they still kept hiding them, sheltering them for the months that followed. So just hearing him tell that story was profoundly moving to me. What an incredible story and inspiration and uh, for every family to, to place all of their trust in the Lord. And while it seems a tragic end, as you said, this is eternity and a family together to enter the gates of heaven. So for the Oma family, now the beatification ha- has happened. What's the next step? And will the rest, the whole family be able to be canonized together? What happens now? Oh, so that's a really good question. Uh, I think a lot of people, even within the Vatican, are asking that question of what what the next step would be, because it's beautiful that as a family they were beatified, because as a family they made this self-sacrifice, and that unity of the family um, aspect is among the most beautiful out of this whole thing. They picked as their feast day July 7th, which was the wedding date of Yusuf and Victoria, which what a beautiful thing to, to highlight the unity of the family by having the family's birthday essentially be the feast day. For a canonization to occur, um, typically what the church looks for is miracles that can be attributed to the intercession of the beatified person or person whether that can occur with the whole family coming in by people praying to the family. Honestly, I don't know, but um, I'm hopeful. And so I've been trying to get as many people as I can to, uh, uh, to pray to the Ulama family with their needs, trusting that their intercession uh, will be powerful. And in fact, I was able to bring, um, several hundred, actually over a thousand of these intentions with me to the beatification mass. And God was good enough to give me a few hours before the mass started to go through each of them one by one and and bring them to the Ulma family at that time. Yeah. Hoping people utilize their intercession. Oh, Absolutely. Well, Father Michael, I just appreciate your time today sharing the details of your family and really about this beautiful event in Poland. Before we go today, can I ask you, will you offer us a prayer and your blessing? Oh, I would love to. All right, let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Dearest Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you for Mater Day Radio, for all that they do. Uh, I ask that you bless everyone who works there, and in a particular way, all of the listeners, especially those families who um, are struggling with disunity in the family, uh, family members who have fallen away from the faith, any difficulties like illnesses or injuries, searching for work, all of these daily family difficulties, Lord, we place in your hands through the intercession of the Uma family asking that they may, um, that their example may inspire and their intercession may call down the graces that every family needs. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Michael, thank you so much for your time today and sharing this story. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too.